Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Aren't you thankful you made it to the house of the Lord? Aren't you thankful in advance for what the Lord is going to do in this place? He is worthy of praise. In the name of the Lord, in the name of the Lord, I'm so thankful for what I feel in this place here today. The Lord is good. His mercy endures to all generations. Praise God. The Lord has a miracle in your life today. I'm thankful for what I feel here today. Today is going to be a phenomenal day in the Lord. God is going to do some very, very powerful things. Amen. We are so very, very honored to have Brother James Corbin all the way from Bangladesh and, and India. And uh, we have been anticipating this day for a long time, not just for the word and the message, but because of what the Lord is going to release in your life, in this church, in this city, in this region, and throughout the world. I believe that something is going to be released. It's almost like the, the Spirit of the Lord has just been hanging in the atmosphere, waiting for this moment to take place. And we want everybody here tonight, everybody here tonight, we want everybody, touch your neighbors, say, we need you here tonight. Tell somebody, you need to be here tonight. Amen. Whatever, uh, whatever you might have had planned tonight, uh, push the cancel button. Call them. Tell them you can't make it. Uh, send out a message. Say, I'm sorry. I know we had plans, but the Lord has plans for me. He has need of me in the house of the Lord tonight. Tonight is going to be our faith promise service, and that will take place following the preaching of the word. I've asked Brother Corbin to actually do the faith promise, but but this service this morning and tonight is not about formality. We're not we're not trying to present to you a program. This is not a program. We're not trying to take pledges from you. This is not pledges, um, but this is saying, Lord, I have the faith to believe that you will enable me to give X amount of dollars in 2022 throughout the whole year. Um, to global missions to support the uttermost parts of the earth and what you're doing in every nation, every tribe, every creed, every culture around, around the world. We have a world vision. And, Lord, I have faith to believe that you're going to enable me to do this. And when you enable me to do this, I promise, everybody say, I promise to give it. I'm not going to say, well, that was going to come anyway. Well, that what a coincidence that was. I believed, and then all of a sudden the Lord enabled me. But thank God I can catch up on what it was I was wanting to buy, and I want to get that new whatever, and I want to pay down some debt and all that. Well, you should be paying down your debt, but don't use your faith promise to pay down your debt. And if you will take care of his kingdom, as you know, uh, the Lord will take care of our kingdom, and the Lord will do some very powerful things in your life. Brother Corbin is an apostle. He is um, a man of God, an apostle to nations. I was asking him yesterday, I said, how many people would you estimate 
that are under your covering in those two nations. And I believe he said, and now if I get the numbers wrong, he can correct that. But I believe, he, was it 150 or 165? Approximately 150,000 people. And 145 churches in Bangladesh. And then hundreds in, in India. And uh, there is a revival that is taking place. Amen. I, um, I, watched, I watched a seven-minute video. Uh, now, don't fall out. It was on YouTube, okay, on the, on, the small, on the small device and where I had to squint to see it. So uh, I watched it on YouTube, and it was a seven-minute video on Bangladesh. And uh, my heart was so moved. Um, I believe that they are labeled the poorest nation on earth. The poorest nation on earth. It is a country, and he'll probably tell you more about this, but it is a country the size of Arkansas. But yet they have over 150 million people in Bangladesh. A country, it's half of the American population in a country the size of Arkansas. And... They need revival. They need revival. They, they, they don't have the, the leisure of praying them through a handful at a time or 10 or 20 at a time. And he has a vision for a one million soul revival. And they're going to see it. We're going to be a part of it. Amen. Now, I, I will say this, I will say this, the, the faith promise is not about Bangladesh, it's not about India, it's, it's even bigger than that. But of course, we are going to be uh, great supporters of the revival that's happening there. If you feel to give, uh, one of the ushers will be, bring a bucket up here, you might, uh, or that's already up here, you might want to bring another one, just so we have one on the other side of the poinsettia, <laughs> uh, so people don't have to go around the poinsettia. Uh, and if the Lord moves on you to give, that will, that will count uh, towards your faith promise for 2022. If you want to go ahead and initiate your giving, whatever you give today will go straight to Brother Corbin and the revival there in Bangladesh and the nation of India. I am so thankful for what I feel in this place. Now, again, you know, he's not come to preach a sermon to you a good thought or whatever. I, I don't know what the Lord is going to use him to do today. But we know how to flow with it, don't we? Amen. So I want you to, I want you to take a hand. I want you to take a hand and put it on the shoulder of the person next to you. And I, I want us to pray right now for perfect unity in this place. Lord, let every, let every heart and mind, let every heart and mind, God, be joined to you, joined to one another. Let us come together, Lord, in faith, in unity, in power. In the name of the Lord God, we need you, Father, in this place. We pray, Lord, for a stirring. We're praying for an awakening, Lord. We pray that our minds would be in sync today. We pray that our hearts would be knit together. We pray, Lord, that your word would be upon our, uh, in our mouth, Lord God, and that the anointing, the authority, the office, Lord, that you place Brother Corbin in, I pray, Lord, that that authority would sit down in this house. 
Lord Jesus, that the Spirit of the Lord would be in full operation, that the angels of the Lord would be in operation in the name of the Lord Jesus. Would you clap your hands one more time for the Lord and lift your voice and give God a shout of praise as a man of God comes. Come on, praise him. Hallelujah, would you lift your hands to the Lord and glorify him. Come on, let there be a sound of praise in the house of the Lord. We glorify you and we magnify you, Jesus. I loose the power of God in this place to heal your body in the name of Jesus. By the authority of the word of God and the power of the name of Jesus, I speak to every sickness in your body. Command those sicknesses to bow to the name of Jesus and leave your body now. Be healed in the name of Jesus. Jesus, we loose the gifts of the Holy Ghost in this place, Lord. I feel the Holy Ghost in the house of the Lord. I feel the Holy Ghost in the house of the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. You don't gotta wait for a traditional service to bust out into your miracle. In the name of Jesus Christ, I rebuke diabetes in the name of Jesus. I rebuke neuropathy in the name of Jesus. I rebuke cancer in the name of Jesus. I rebuke every disease of your urinary tract. I command them to leave your body now. In the name of Jesus, be healed. Yes, I feel the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah, hallelujah. In the name of the Lord. In the name of the Lord. In the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. I feel such a powerful presence of the Lord Jesus Christ in the house of the Lord. Amen, amen. I feel this in the Holy Ghost. Is it all right? We're just going to obey the Holy Ghost right now. Amen. I believe that the virtue of the Lord is flowing in the house of the Lord. And it is the will of God this morning that you leave healed. It's the will of God that that dilemma in your mind be settled in the name of Jesus, that you can receive what God wants you to receive. I command cysts and tumors to dry up and disappear in the name of Jesus. In the name of the Lord, in the name of the Lord, shout amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I want you to remain standing if you would. I feel the Holy Ghost. It'd be all right right now if it's appropriate in public. I feel this in the Holy Ghost right now. If it's appropriate in public for you to check your body, where you had pain or where you had a problem or a tumor or a growth, if it's appropriate in public to check it, check your body now. What you could not do, check your body now in the name of Jesus. 
I speak to the vertebrae between your fourth and fifth lumbar in the name of Jesus. I, I feel this in the Holy Ghost. God is taking his hand and he's pushing it back in place in the name of Jesus. You feel it, you can feel God pushing that vertebrae back into place. He's straightening your back. You'll be able to sit. You'll be able to rise. You'll be able to lay down this afternoon with no more pain in your body. In the name of the Lord Jesus, we glorify you, we magnify you. Jesus, we give you praise. Yes. I feel the Holy Ghost. Jesus Christ, the healer, is in the house of the Lord. Can we shout amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can we shout amen? I want to say I give God all the praise, the glory, and the honor. Several months ago, month and a half perhaps ago, amen, I was contacted by your bishop, tremendous man of God, which I believe is an apostolic apostle to this region of this area of North America in the name of Jesus. Amen. He contacted uh, me and said, we'd love for you to come if you're coming to the States. And I felt an immediate witness in the Spirit of the Lord that we were to come and be with you all today. But I have felt the Holy Ghost. My goodness, I have felt the Holy Ghost all over this weekend. I told Bishop Nichols, amen, that when I was in the hotel room, amen, I could, I just felt the presence of God. I felt the presence of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Speaking in tongues throughout the night and this morning already, I feel in the name of Jesus. Matter of fact, I don't feel it. I know it. Amen. That this is a pivotal point in our lives in the name of Jesus. I want you to look back at your life, give it a kiss goodbye, and say bye. I'm moving on into what God has for me today. I will not back behind. I will not walk with a limp. I'm going to run forward into the destiny and will of God. Shout amen. Give honor to Bishop Nichols, amen, and this great pastoral team, amen. And thank you for everyone, amen, that has been a part of the arranging of this missions conference in the name of the Lord. You do everything with excellence, and we give you honor in the name of Jesus. Malachi chapter 3, verse number 8 to 12, amen. Every, anybody turns to Malachi 3, they, the pastor says that, they get nervous. But I want you to know God is going to use your faith-filledness to push you into a dimension in the spirit wherein you have never walked before where you see miracle signs and wonders like it's in the morning drinking a cup of coffee in the name of Jesus. Miracle signs and wonders and salvation is going to become the norm in the name of Jesus. 
You don't have a big enough building. You don't have big enough facilities to house the glory of God that God is about to push you into in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Malachi 3 verse 8 through 12 says, I discipline my mouth to the word of God. Amen. Malachi 3, 8 through 12 says, Will a man rob God? Yet ye have robbed me. But you say, Wherein have we robbed thee? In tithes and offerings. Ye are cursed with a curse. I want to pause a moment, put you at ease, and tell you that I am not here to preach to you about tithes and offerings. Can we say amen? It ought to be an automatic in our spirit and in our flesh. Oh, you don't know him like I know him then. If you've been where I've been and where he brought me from, you ain't going to hesitate to give honor to God through tithes and offerings. He owns it all. He's got it all. Everything that I have, all he has to say is in one moment, give it. It's his in the name of Jesus. I will not weep over what I feel is a loss when I give it to God. Can we say amen? Ye are cursed with the curse, for ye have robbed me, even this whole nation. Bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in mine house. And prove me now, prove me now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that there shall not be room enough to receive it. I pause a moment and say up until this point, we have learned, amen, what it means to receive a limited provisional blessing from God. But God wants to blow the lid off of this thing and cause us to enter into an apostolic dimension of Holy Ghost and financial provision in the name of Jesus. God is never going to bless you just to make you feel good. He will always bless you to further his kingdom. Hallelujah. Can we shout amen? Prove me now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts. If I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that there shall not be room enough to receive it. And I, and this is what I feel in the Holy Ghost, and I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes. I stand flat-footed before you today and say, we understand what it means to rebuke the devil in the name of Jesus. But when you prove God with your faith-filledness in giving tithes and offerings, amen, that's when God says, I will rebuke the devourer for your sake. Hallelujah. 
You know, let me go back to elementary school. I know you're standing for a moment. We're still reading the Word of God. Amen. You remember, You remember, especially you, all you men in the house of the Lord, you remember when you'd get on the school bus and you'd talk about your daddy and he'd talk about his daddy. My daddy's bigger than yours and my daddy's more stronger than yours. Amen. We always thought that ours was stronger. Can you imagine what God is saying here? Amen. He's in the mix of all of our conversation. And he said, I'll come down into New Albany. I'll come down into Louisville. I'll come down into where those three daughter works and churches are, where there is a vision for 50 in the name of Jesus. And he says, I'll rebuke the devourer for your sake. He ain't sending an angel. He ain't sending a preacher. When he does this, he says, I'll come down. I'll rebuke the devourer for your sake. Shout amen. Hasten to the word of God. The Bible says, and he shall, and he shall not destroy the fruits of your ground. Neither shall your vine cast her fruit before the time in the field, saith the Lord of hosts. We've lost harvest because the enemy of the church, amen, has caused some fruit to fall from the vine. But God says, if you'll do this, this is what I'll do. And all nations shall call you blessed, for ye shall be a delightsome land, saith the Lord of hosts. Can we shout amen? I know you're standing, amen, amen, but Joel chapter 2, amen, I want to read quickly, amen, so you can be seated in just a moment, but Joel chapter 2 beginning at verse number 18, then will the Lord be jealous for his land and pity his people, yea, the Lord will answer and say unto his people, behold, I will send you corn and wine and oil, and ye shall be satisfied therewith, and I will no more make you a reproach among the heathen, but I will remove far off from you the northern army, and will drive him into a land barren and desolate, and his face toward the east sea, and his hinder part toward the utmost sea. And his stink shall come up, and his ill savor shall come up, because he hath done great or horrible things. Can we shout amen? Fear not, O land, be glad and rejoice, for the Lord will do great things. Hallelujah. Would you lift your hands to the Lord right now? Let's ask him to speak. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus, we discipline our tongue to the word of God. Let no one way, no wayward word come out of my mouth. Anoint my mind, anoint my understanding. Lead us to that dimension of the spirit that you have spoken into our spirit. We give you all, all the glory, all the praise, all the honor, all the magnificence in the name of the Lord. 
shout amen. Hallelujah. You may be seated for a few moments. Amen, amen. While reading the book of Malachi, chapter 3, amen, the Holy Ghost is reminding us. I, I want to, I'm not going to apologize at all, but I, I want to skip any sort of crusty formalities in the name of Jesus and go right to the Word of God. But the Bible says in the book of Malachi, chapter 3, amen, the Lord said in His Word, amen, and I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes and he shall not destroy the fruits of your ground. When you jump down to the book of Joel chapter 2 and we love the book of Joel chapter 2 because it speaks of the outpouring of the Holy Ghost. Can I tell you in the name of Jesus it does not matter how much a move of God that you have seen up until this point. There is a divine move of the Spirit of God that God is us this church into in the name of Jesus. You will see that prophetic word come to pass and yea, you will see more than what has already been spoken into your spirit for your desire has been to please the Lord and your spirit has thrown out a broad net, saith the Lord, and therefore he will cause a great draught of fish to return into that net in the name of Jesus. Hayando Roshataya. But when you read in the book of Joel chapter 2, amen, we oftentimes jump to the prophetic word of prophecy about the outpouring of the Holy Ghost. And because we glaze over a few scriptures prior to that, we miss an apostolic understanding from God. Can we shout amen? The Bible says in Joel 2.18, Then will the Lord be jealous for his land and pity his people. Yea, the Lord will answer and say unto his people, Behold, I will send you corn. Now let me stop a moment and say, There is not a jot or a tittle in the word of God or an alphabetical print on the pages of your Bible that is without the anointed purpose of God. And there are a lot of things that can return void to you in your life. But God said, my word shall never return void. In other words, honey, it does not matter how you feel about a certain thing that is written in the word of God. If God said it, honey, he'll do it. 
But the Bible says, Behold, I will send you corn and wine and oil. And I begin to study the word corn. And the word corn in this context comes from the Hebrew word dagon or dagon. And it means increase, grain, corn, floor, and the threshing floor, and wheat. But the word wine got my Holy Ghost's attention. Amen, not, 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 not so that we could say, uh, amen, whatever the world would say about wine because, uh, amen, God's word is not locked into, amen, the grammatical understanding of flesh. Amen, amen, but the word wine here means terosh, and it comes from the word yarash, amen, which simply means get ready for this. We think of wine as what comes, amen, what is squeezed out of the grape, amen, grape juice, and for those B.C., wine that is intoxicating, come on, you ought to know that's B.C. in the name of Jesus. Amen, amen, amen. But the Bible gives us an understanding or the Hebrew language causes us to understand. Get ready for this. This word wine in Joel 2, it means to occupy territory by driving out the previous tenants and possessing the land in their place. We've come to serve the devil in eviction notice in New Albany and in Louisville, Kentucky Metroplex. Amen. Your time is up. It's finished in the name of Jesus and by the power of the word of God and the name of Jesus, we remove you from your pseudo throne that you've been sitting on and ruling in in Jesus. Name. So the Bible says, amen, it tells us that this word wine is not what the grape juice from the cup, but it is to occupy by force, by driving out previous tenants of the land. I do not care who had dibs on, the, on this region in the past. Amen. What matters is the word of God. Let me remind you of the word. The Bible says, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Maybe I'm just simplistic enough to believe what it actually says or maybe I'm faith-filled enough to say what God's word says is true. And therefore, we understand principalities and spiritual wickedness in high places, but they never, not a one of them, own a deed to New Albany or the Louisville Metroplex in the name of Jesus. That belongs to the Lord. That belongs to the Lord. So you would say, well, then why war? Because we've got to remind those spirits. Oh, I love to remind those spirits you lost at Calvary in the name of Jesus.
The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. So why aren't we seeing a dimension of the move of the Spirit of God, amen, quite like God's word prophesies? I want to tell you the reason why. Amen, amen. And I'm I'm trying to control myself in the Holy Ghost. Amen. But because for whatever reason, because of carnality, and because of, uh, amen, the, the lust of the flesh and the pride of life, we have become distracted with trappings. We have become distracted by keeping up with the Joneses. And while we have kept up with the Joneses, have you noticed that apostolics are no longer those weirdos on the other side of the track? I'm going to be rude, crude in saying that, amen. I ask God to forgive me for that verbiage, amen, because I don't believe it, amen, amen. But can I tell you, the apostolic church has worked hard to become, amen, the accepted church. God's not called us to be accepted by the church world. He's called us to fight in the spirit. He's called us to be dedicated to the cause And the cause is the seeking and the saving of the lost. While we've endeavored to keep up with the Joneses, we have kept up with them, but we have lost it all. What does a man profit if he gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Hallelujah, we've pursued things. We've pursued personal commerce. We pursued a new house. And there is, honey, there is nothing wrong with you being blessed. Can we say amen? Matter of fact, there's everything right about you being blessed. If you are walking in the word and the will of God, can we say amen? I want you to know we ought to be so blessed. Blessings ought to be flowing out of our eardrums in the name of Jesus. We ought to be overflowing with blessings. But we must also refuse the overture of hell and the offer of hell that is telling us it's enough where you are. You've seen enough of the move of the Spirit of God to have good church. I rebuke good church in the name of Jesus. I come against good church in the name of Jesus. We don't need another cute move in the house of God. We need a divine perusia of the Spirit of God that busts us wide open into a realm of apostolic outpouring of the Holy Ghost. Can we say amen? Some say, Brother Corbin, you're crazy. Amen. Thank you very much because the Bible says, let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus. So the quicker the world says you're ludicrous and out of your mind for making apostolic bold statements, that's the quicker you see the divine glory of God. Can we say amen? What are you talking about, Brother Corbin? What the Holy Ghost is trying to tell us is that there is more than we have seen God do. But I've been in much prayer and much thought 
about this service here today. What the Holy Ghost has told me is not because I'm here, because I am the least among these great men of God. But I can tell you, amen, that hell has been content in the Louisville, New Albany, Metroplex, and surrounding cities. Hell, will uh, there is no honor in hell. Can we say amen? There is no honor amongst demonic spirits. They do not honor one another. Matter of fact, they throw each other under the bus. A devil will allow another devil to go down under apostolic authority as long as you are content to celebrate that momentary move of God's spirit and not allow yourself to be tapped into the God will move of his spirit. Come on, can we say amen? Amen, amen. And so I have felt so strongly in the Holy Ghost. And I'm going to tell you what God showed me in prayer just this morning with you today. Hell has said, I'll let you. And, and I'm going to let me just say this. And I, don't, I feel comfortable in the house of God. But I feel this in the Holy Ghost. Amen, amen. I do not believe that the devil has jurisdiction over revival. The devil has no jurisdiction over revival. So some would say, well, the devil's stopping us from revival. The devil is a liar and so is that carnal thought. Hallelujah. The devil has no authority to jurisdict over the move of God. He lost that when he was thrown out of heaven. And so, amen, but however, amen, hell has fought, amen, a 50 church vision for this Louisville, amen, Metroplex and New Albany and surrounding communities. And how has hell fought it? He's allowed, amen, he's backed away and allowed for a certain amount of souls to be delivered and a certain amount of souls to be saved and a certain amount of the glory of God to be manifest without much opposition so that you would come to the moment you are at today and I want to say right now devil you are a liar so that you would come to this moment today Amen, amen. And then and, and what is that moment, Brother Corbin? That moment is what God showed me is while we were praying. And God said, I want you to surround. I want you to walk around this sanctuary. Amen. And I began to walk. And I saw you, brethren, walking up and down this altar. And immediately in the Holy Ghost, God showed me a white marble wall. Amen. I feel the Holy Ghost right now. And the Holy Ghost began to speak to me and began to tell me this wall represents, amen, it's similar to the wailing wall in Jerusalem. Therefore, have you ever noticed that when we are interceding, we do things.
things like this where we come it's because amen the Judaic nature amen of, of our faith is still inside of us when we pray, uh, I find myself oftentimes uh, doing this. I've never been to the Wailing Wall. Amen. I've never been uh, to Israel. I want to go so desperately. Amen. Uh, but the Holy Ghost said to me, uh, this is the wall that they have come to. And he said it is a white marble wall. You've got to understand, marble does not have the integral strength of regular stone such as his mind out of Kentucky and Indiana. And so what the Lord was telling me is I have brought them to this wall, this white marble wall. They are praying and they are asking for a move of my spirit and what I'm about to do is push this wall down. I begin to say, Jesus, tear down this wall. Tear down this wall. I prophesy to you in the name of Jesus. Yea, the things that you have heard in other nations shall come to pass amongst your midst as you push through this marble wall. I thought in my mind, I said, God, is this a hellish wall? Is this a demonic wall? And I had mixed feelings about that because I couldn't quite pin it on the devil because God will sometimes throw up a wall in our midst so that we can come to a spirit of desperation that says, God, I'm so sick and tired of just church. I want to see a move of your spirit where I work, where I live. I want to see the glory of God blow through our city in Jesus' name. Can we shout amen? So, you may be seated for a few moments more. But the Holy Ghost has been speaking into my spirit for the last several weeks. For this morning service was simply this. I have led them to this place. And they have fought the good fight of faith. But can I tell you, the wall that stands before you, which by the way, we are going to trample through that wall in the name of Jesus in the next few moments. We're, I see marble blocks beginning to fall. It is as if the walls of Jericho are watching the children of Israel march seven times on the seventh day. And we're about to blow the trumpet in Zion and watch those walls fall to the ground. Can we shout amen? Uh, I've been trying to figure it out. God, what are, you, what are you trying to say? And this is what the Holy Ghost spoke into my spirit. Is he today? Not, I'm, I'm not going to stand before you and say, there's coming a time where you have a breakthrough. You know what that is? That's faithlessness. Amen, amen. 
We, we, we pray for people and sometimes we say, I'm going to talk to you about Bangladesh briefly. We're going to talk more about Bangladesh tonight. Amen. But we talk about, amen, we talk about prayer and healing and so on. And we say, well, I believe that God can heal you. How about wash your mouth out with Holy Ghost soap and start to say, today, God's going to heal you right now in the name of Jesus. I don't ever find a place in the word of God where Jesus says, you know, if you do good and you just live right, I'm going to heal you later on. But he's, he heals them of all their, disease, all their disease. So I'm speaking to you, sis, and I'm speaking to you, brother, today. In the name of Jesus, you think your problem is unique to yourself, and it's just what you have to live with. The devil is a liar. Sickness is not your cross. We walk around justifying sickness and disease and lack and say this is just my cross. If you say sickness is your cross that Jesus has for you to bear, you are misinterpreting the word of God because the cross is talking about sacrifice connected to soul winning. It is never about sickness and disease. Can we say amen? amen? Maybe seated just for a few moments. Amen. And so I begin to pray and ask God. This is what the Holy Ghost showed me. The Lord showed me this so strongly. Amen. He said today, that weekend, that Sunday morning, that Sunday, I will break a yoke off of my people's neck. I will destroy that yoke from off their neck and push them into a realm of the move of my spirit and miraculous provision wherein they have never walked before. Pastor, I said it in the car, but I felt the Holy Ghost so strongly. We're going to rebuke the devourer. You see, when you begin to speak what Jesus is speaking, you become the mouthpiece of God, speaking the will of God into your environment today, and your environment needs to hear what thus saith the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. What do you mean? I said this to you, Pastor. I felt, Bishop, I felt a powerful unction of the Holy Ghost. I felt and I know and I will not be surprised when you contact me and you say, we just were given a church building free. Stop trying to think that you have got to buy your way into miraculous provision. God is going to give you buildings all over Louisville in the name of the Lord. Do it, Lord Jesus, now in the name of Jesus. We release buildings that those congregations thought died. We release those buildings to be deeded to the kingdom of God now. Can we shout amen? 
This is what I feel is going to happen in the Holy Ghost. You may be seated just for a few more moments. What I feel is going to happen in the Holy Ghost. God's going to notify you through man. God always operates, or most of the time, he operates through flesh. What's going to happen is hilarious things are going to start happening. Where you're going to say, and this is what God is speaking into my spirit right now. If you can do it, it's yours. But if you cannot do it, it's God's. And he ain't in the business of making you feel good about your ego, about what you did or what you can do. But when you begin to walk in a dimension that says, I'm so sick and tired of looking at real estate pages in the name of Jesus, but I'm going to trust God. I'm going to drive around the city and I'm going to speak. I claim this building in the name of the Lord. Give it to your church, God. Right now, God is going to cause a sequence of events to take place where there is no banknote connected to it. Can we shout amen? Hallelujah, I feel this so strongly. I'm going to tell you this. And when you get the vision for God's house, God will get the vision for yours. And he'll begin to take care of things. Bank notes start to get paid off. What are you talking about, Brother Corbin? I don't believe that stuff. That's your problem, amen. Because you're walking in the dimension of flesh and God's brought you to a wall. And the only way you can get through that wall is by prophesying in the name of Jesus one stone upon another to fall. I don't know who you are, but there's a businessman in the house of God. You thought that you were outbid, and you said, matter of fact, a few days ago, you said there's no way that I can keep up with this big company's bid. They're undermining me. I'm going to tell you in the name of Jesus, I believe in the next seven days, what you thought went to another company is going to come to you. I feel that in the Holy Ghost. They're literally, you shall be confirmed that it was from the Lord because when they accept your bid, which was higher than the big company's bid, they will preface it by saying, we don't know why we're doing this, but we feel we're supposed to give you the bid. Feel this in the Holy Ghost. Amen, amen, amen. I feel this in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. You can sit or you can stand. God's about to blow up in this place. Hallelujah. Amen, amen. I'm sitting in our apartment of our, uh, of our home in Dhaka, Bangladesh. And I'm in the prayer room. You may be seated just a moment. God's, I'm not going to preach much longer. But I'm sitting in our apartment prayer room. By the way, if you want to know what the key to the miraculous is, it's a life of prayer. You are, there is no shortcuts to the glory of God. I'm sitting in the prayer room. By the way, this is the same prayer room that is our living room. Oh my goodness, you don't know how many people have been ambushed by the Holy Ghost. They knock on our door. My wife and I are ready to say, come on in and sit down right here. What they don't know is they're sitting in the altar. 
Rima Khan was her name. We met her through tragic circumstances. She was dying of a rare form of kidney cancer. This is in Bangladesh. Amen. She was dying of kidney failure. We met her in an all-faith memorial service. Someone was tragically killed. I'm going to be honest with you. And so, amen, they asked me to represent the Christians in this company, amen, in this memorial service for this woman, not Rima Khan, but the woman that was murdered by her husband. I'm sorry if I'm being blunt and transparent, but I believe in being real. Can we say amen? Amen, amen, not hot pie in the sky type stuff. Amen, and so I figure, amen, if they're going to ask us to pray at the Marine Ball, amen, or if they're going to ask us, and by the way, they asked me to pray at the Marine Ball, which was the anniversary of the Marines, and I'm up there for every Marine in the house, amen. I end with, Jesus is the ultimate Marine, Semper Fidelis. Always faithful. Can we say Amen. And, if, and don't be offended. I honor those that serve in the uniform. We honor you in the name of Jesus. We are still living in the greatest nation in the world. You don't believe it? Come with me to Bangladesh. You'll get off the plane in Louisville kissing the concrete. Amen. But Rima Khan came to us after this memorial service. And I figure, you know what? You're going to ask us to pray at a memorial service. You never ask an apostolic preacher to pray at a service like that because they are going to preach while they pray. I figure the devil's dumb enough to give us that opportunity. Some say, well, you, you talk kind of brash up there, Brother Corbin. Listen, I know who my daddy is. I don't walk in the authority of James Corbin. I walk in the authority of Abba Jesus. And so she, uh, I got to, y'all, make y'all pull the preach out of someone. Amen. And so Rima says, I'm dying of a rare form of kidney cancer. Doctors do not give her any hope. My wife and I said, why don't you come on over the house? And Rima steps through the door. We're serving her coffee and tea and whatever snacks we had there. She's sitting on the altar. It's our two couches in our living room. She's on one. She doesn't know it. But we begin to talk to her about the power of Jesus Christ. Rima was a Muslim. Amen. And we weren't willing, amen, to kind of soften down. See, that's our problem. We're worried about offending every Tom, Dick, and Harry. Amen. When we ought to just tell them what the answer is. His name is Jesus. Ain't nobody wants some soft answer when they need God to perform a miracle. And so Rima sat on the altar on our sofa set and she began to say, I don't know what it is, James and Liz, about what's going on in here. She said, I feel something I've never felt before. We laid hands on Rima Khan. Amen. The power of God hit her. She left after coffee. Amen. And a few weeks later, she said, I've got good news. Amen. We knew what she was about to tell us. She said, I am totally cancer free. Yeah, I see a wall coming down in the name of Jesus. 
Hallelujah. You may be seated just a few more moments. I feel this in the Holy Ghost. God's got a direction in the name of the Lord. Amen, amen. I'm sitting in the prayer room, and I'm, I'm going to step out of the prayer room for a moment and tell you his story. Amen. He was two years old when he was brought to the house of God, the most unruly child I had ever laid eyes on with exception to James Nathaniel Corbin himself. Yeah, that's me. Amen. He was wild. He was bouncing off the walls on Sunday night. It seemed he would holler out while the preaching was going on. And I'm staring at this little boy or I'm seeing this situation. And at the close of service, I'm leaned up on the pulpit sort of like this. Amen. And I thought in my mind, God, if this mama knew that this is the house of God, she'd control that baby. Bam, the Holy Ghost slapped me backwards. And Jesus said, shut your mouth and get your hands off of him. Are you hearing that? Oh, I know. Some of you have a Jesus that speaks nice to you. I don't want to go to hell. And I have a contract with God. And that is a covenant that if I'm out of the will of God, don't you let me die lost, Jesus. Don't you be nice to James Corbin. You yank it out of me, Jesus. You correct me in the name of the Lord. I want to make it to heaven. Bam, I'm slapped backwards, amen. The Holy Ghost says, shut your mouth and get your hands off of him. I thought, God, I'm not even touching this baby. But the Lord said, basically, what God was about to do was educate me. Mama came to the front. She was standing in front of the pulpit, amen, and she's shaking her head. No one has uttered a word. Didn't mean we didn't think it. Can we say amen? By the way, if the house of God cannot be for everyone, then it's for no one. Well, you know how nice our church looks. The devil is a liar. Paint's not that expensive. We put new carpet on the floor. Well, you know that's an unruly family and all of this. Let them come to the house of God. Maybe God sent them as a test. I'm going quickly. I'm in the Holy Ghost. I promise. I feel this in the Holy Ghost. So mama comes to the pulpit. She's wagging her head. Her head is down. She's so ashamed. No one has said a word. But then she said, Brother Corbin, I'm so sorry, Pastor, for the behavior of my son. But what you don't understand, he was born deaf and he was born dumb. And for the last two years, we have spent everything that we have so that he would be whole. And I understood what God was saying. Amen. What God was saying is, boy, you don't know in the world what you're talking about. You don't know that baby's situation. You don't know what he's gone through. And mama and daddy's gone through. I said to mama, I said, don't you ever be ashamed of bringing that baby to the house of God. You bring that baby to God's house. We love you and we love that baby. You bring him to God's house. So she would. 
Amen. And I would preach. And then I would sit down. I'm going to give the cameraman fits. I would sit down after preaching on the front pew. And he would come up. Amen. He could not hear. He could not speak. But he could feel the presence of God. And he'd walk up to me. And I would kneel my head down low. And he'd place that little hand on my head. And he'd begin to pray. Oh, nobody could understand what he was saying, but they were about to. He'd lay his hands on my head. That was the most anointing time that someone has ever prayed for me for one entire year, bouncing off walls, yelling out in church. But on a Sunday night like today, Amen. After the word of God went forth, I'm leaned up, and you may stand if you would. I'm leaned up, amen, against the pulpit again. And the Lord says, tell mama to bring him to the front. I'm about to open his ears and loose his tongue. I said, mama, bring that baby. Bring that baby up to the front. God's going to open his ears and loose his tongue. Stop talking like you're, you're in this dimension of maybeism faith. And start proclaiming, you shall be healed. Today, you're going to get the Holy Ghost. This week, God's going to do a miracle. Because as long as you're saying, I believe God can do, you're leaving a window for doubt and for the doubt of your flesh to be honored and fulfilled. But when you say, God is going to heal you now, heal you now, and do a miracle sign and wonder in your life now, then your reputation's out of the way. And God's is at stake. So mama brought him to the front. Amen. And this is not a one size fits all. Can we say amen? Don't walk around saying brother Corbin did this so I can do this. You might get punched out. Amen. But as mama brings that three year old by now to the front. I asked the church to gather around. And the Holy Ghost said. Take your fingers and stick them in his ears and command in my name that those ears open in the name of the Lord. And that tongue is loosed. I just did what God said. Stuck my fingers in his ears. Others were laying hands on him. Pastor Nichols, Bishop Nichols, I cannot explain what happened except by saying this. We're in a rented concrete building, which by the way, we ain't going to be in that rented building much longer because there is a sanctuary and, and the Bible school that is being built, which we need your help to help us finish where a thousand people can be in the house of God and a hundred full-time Bible school students upstairs in the name of Jesus. Five and a half floors, 6,500 square feet per floor. God's about to blow the nation of Bangladesh up. We need you to help us finish this building. 
We're about $115,000 away from completing this building and furnishing this building. I know that's a lot of money, but can I tell you, money isn't the main issue with God. Faith is the main issue with God. I watch men of God from Bangladesh that make so little like we were talking about pledge literally five, six hundred dollars. Amen. Men of God, a thousand dollars. This type of sacrifice. We're not asking you to give wherein we refuse to sow seed. So, mama brought him to the front. I stuck my fingers in his ears and we began to pray. And the Holy Ghost hit that concrete building. It felt like it was about 10.5 on the Richter scale. Amen. Nothing was shaken, but the Holy Ghost was. Amen. And when we begin to say in the name of Jesus, I command these ears to open and this tongue to loose. All of a sudden, bam, his ears popped open. His tongue was loose. And he walked out of the house of God speaking in fluent Bangla. No stutter, no impediment. A week later, we were in his house and he was saying, looking at pictures of Jesus on the wall in perfect Bangla, he would say, that's my Jesus. AJ Amar Jishu. AJ Amar Jishu. Amen. I'm closing quickly. Uh, but I feel this in the Holy Ghost. There was an A.Y. Seer to India. You may be here. Your, your maiden name, I think, was Lomax. Amen. I think you went to India with us. Amen. 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 A.Y.C. My wife and I, we know you. Amen. Whoever you are, come to me after service. I want to talk to you. Amen. But I think it was on that A.Y.C. trip to India. Calcutta, India. We split teams up. Amen. The Holy Ghost hit those places. And churches, so much so, there were so many miracles, signs, and wonders, and people receiving the Holy Ghost that someone called on the phone saying, My daughter is on her death's bed. All you gotta do is pray in the name of Jesus on the phone, and God will raise her up. Those young people from North America begin to pray on the phone for God to take her off of her deathbed. The Holy Ghost went through those mobile phone lines. God took that young girl while they were praying and rose her off her deathbed. And before they hung up, they were saying, she is healed in the name of Jesus. That's what God wants to do. I'm going to close in just a moment. Amen. 22 years old, made it to Bangladesh, was in the village trying to learn Bangla. Heard the screams of a mother coming from about 100 yards away. Jumped to my feet, went running in that direction. And to my dismay, they were carrying, coming my way, a little baby boy body that was already gray and cold to the touch mama went to the supermarket or mint to the marketplace left her two month old baby boy at home by the time she came back he had passed away and his body was already cold to
to the touch. She began to wail in her grief. And as I begin to run in that direction, Bishop, amen, I remember when I begin to perceive what I was seeing, amen, amen, I begin to, I said to God these words, God, I don't know if I have enough faith. And the Lord forever changed my life that day. He said, it's not how much faith you have. I just need to know, do you believe I'm going to raise that child from the dead today? And without even hesitating, I said, yes, Lord, I believe. We laid hands on that cold body. And I remember praying with others saying, in the name of Jesus, I command life to come back into this body. As soon as Jesus rolled out of our mouths, we began to hear that baby cough and cry. A two-month-old dead corpse was now alive in the name of Jesus. Jesus. Can we say amen? I'm sitting in the prayer room. The Lord says to me, He said, How many people do you believe I can save in this nation? Can I advise you? And I'm going to close. I know I've probably said that 55,000 times. Amen. But, and I'm exaggerating on that one. But, when God asks you a question, can I give you some advice? Be careful how you answer. Because you're never going to be able to educate God. Well, God, let me tell you this. Now, how about just say, God, I, I need you to speak into my spirit. So God says, how many do you believe I could save in this nation? And without even hesitating, I said, God, I believe in a million soul revival in Bangladesh. And immediately, without trumpets, without cymbals, without a host of angels coming into the room, the Lord just said, Bishop, he said, it's done. It's done. I'm thinking, do I got, don't I got to do something? Well, what did I just hear? God said, it's done. And I just thank the Lord. And so we began to walk around. And at first, talking to the, the church, it was like, you out of your mind. You done had way too much masala cha. You're out of your mind, Brother Corbin. But then I begin to hear those words reverberating out of their spirit. They now put it on coffee mugs, banners. You will hear the entire nation of Bangladesh saying, we believe God for a one million soul revival. I've said all of that in the Holy Ghost to tell you what's your story. What does God want to do? It is time that that wall of resistance comes down. It's not made of mason and hard stone. It's soft marble. It's time for you to prophetically speak to that wall that the devourer has been used to place in your path and say, come down, O wall, in the name of Jesus. So here's what I want you to do, and I feel this in the Holy Ghost. 
Amen, amen. God's going to perform miracles, signs, and wonders in what is about to happen right now. But if you would say, and can I tell you, I know I've said a lot, but I am going to tell you this. It is the will of God that that wall comes down today. You have fought devils, you have fought principalities, you've fought disease, and God has given you the victory. But because sometimes of your spiritual weariness, amen, amen, a, a new wall has been presented. I shared with Bishop, I believe the principality over this region is on the ground and is so, uh, so, amen, diminished that he cannot even lift his head. So this wall, therefore, does not represent a wall of strength. It represents a wall of a spiritual testing whereby we must say to the wall, it is time for you to come down in the name of Jesus. So here's what I want you to do in the Holy Ghost. If you would say, my spirit resonates with the word of God. I'm, it's time, Brother Corbin, for that wall to come down. I want you to step out of where you're standing. Get your way down to the altar and stand. Do not kneel. Kneeling is a position of prayer. Warring is a position you stand when you war. You do not bow your head when you war. We bow our head to Jesus. We do not bow our head to a principality. The position of your body is an indication of the position of your spirit. Do not bow, do not kneel, do not put your head down. But if you would say, in the name of Jesus, I command this wall to fall. We are no longer going to be at the whims of the devourer. Jesus is going to step down into this place and he is going to rebuke the devourer for your personal sake and for the church. Come on, would you begin to do that right now? Begin to rebuke the devourer. Open your mouth and say, I take authority over everything that has come against me and has come against the church. Come on, begin to do that. Speak it out of your mouth. Hell cannot read your mind. God can read your mind. Therefore, it's out of the mouth that the abundant, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Speak out of your mouth, amen, to hell right now and say, in the name of Jesus, I bind and rebuke the devourer in Jesus' name. Some of you in the Holy Ghost see that white wall of marble. Begin to speak to it in the name of Jesus. By the authority of the word of God and the power of the name of Jesus, I command this last and final wall to fall like the walls of Jericho in the name of Jesus. Wall, you must come down.
Come on, begin to exercise your faith. Begin to move in the Holy Ghost. God is healing you right now. As you speak the words that God wants you to speak for his kingdom, he will pay your bills as well by touching your body, by healing you. If you're a visitor here today, lift your hands to the Lord. You don't have to be a member of this church to be filled with the Holy Ghost. You will be afterwards. Amen. You don't have to be a member to be healed. But if you'll lift your hands, God will fill you with the Holy Ghost. God will heal your body. Jesus, right now, I am asking that you would right now begin to rebuke the devourer for your people's sake. Come on, can we have ministry team laying hands on people right now? The Holy Ghost is moving right now. Come on, lift your hands. Do not stop. Amen. You are in a battlefield right now. Come on. This isn't a little two-year, two-minute prayer. We're warring in the spirit. It's time for you to get your family back. It's time for the will of God to be done. Speak to that wall. Wall, you must come down. We will not see limited revival. We will see the will of God revival in this metroplex. By the authority of the word of God and the power of the name of Jesus, right now I command every sickness to leave your body now. Come on, lay hands on somebody. I tell you in the name of Jesus, that wall has fallen down. In the name of Jesus, begin to end your spirit. Step over the rubble. God will not remove the rubble because the rubble represents a benchmark of where you were. But amen, he's leading you to where he is going. Step over the rubble in the spirit of God and begin to say, I believe God for a 5,000 soul revival in New Albany and Louisville. Come on, begin to lift your hands to the Lord. Don't stop. Don't stop. God is releasing healing. Healing. 